1: Good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to America's Heroes Group Roundtable with partner Veteran Advocacy Project. I'm Cliff Kelly, and we are always pleased, of course, to have uh, a great friend with us in the studio. We'll talk about him in just a moment. July is American Diabetes and National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. And that fits in, right? It's Saturday, July 23rd, 2022. And as I mentioned, I am Vietnam Veteran co-founder and host, Cliff Kelly. And we are so
0: pleased to have with us... Uh, Co-host, Colonel Dr. (laughs) Damon Arnold. That's right. And uh, Cliff Kelly, the governor of Talk Radio. I'm always honored to be with you. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega, uh, the great of Scout Honor Productions. And we have a partner with us, a special partner, Cliff, we know, uh, Brent G. Filbert, who was retired uh, from the military after 30 years of service in the U.S. Navy. And he also worked in the Pentagon. He is also a professor and director of the Military Law Veteran Advocacy Project. He has been doing such great work for our veterans, getting their feet back on the ground, helping them through very difficult situations that can really uh, put – wrenches in your life and give you great problems so we have to really thank him and honor him for his work on behalf of our veterans in the law advocacy arena Uh, today he's going to be talking about recent developments in va disability law policy and discharge upgrades how are you doing brent
1: i'm doing great great good talking to you today gentlemen yes sir thank Thank you you. thank
0: you So give us a scoop. What's going on uh, recently? I I know you've been busy. (laughs) (laughs) um,
1: Yeah, I've been busy, very busy. Um, There's always uh, lots to do uh, in trying to help veterans, um, as you all know. So um, I I guess, so each year, I've been doing this show, I can't believe it now, I guess for three years, but um, I like to take one show and just talk about recent developments in the law. Um, And this is a good time to do it because there is, On the horizon, there's going to be a really substantial change in um, uh, really impacting millions of veterans with legislation that's going to be coming up um, online, I think, um, in the next few weeks. It's called the PACT Act, and it's – I don't know if you all have talked about it or not, but um, it is uh, known as the – First Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson honoring our promise to address Comprehensive Toxics Act. It's passed um, the Senate once, and it's passed the House. It's going back to the Senate where it will pass also. But but it has sweeping um, improvements uh, for health care and disability compensation for veterans, and I think it will be law in the next um in the next few weeks um so that's one of the major things that's happening and i'd like to talk a little bit about about what that law is going to do in helping veterans with uh, disability compensation claims and access to health care it really is a, a huge deal um so um and to tell you you know something's a big deal in the in the government when it costs a lot of money and and uh, the cost of this is um I don't know, upwards of $275 billion that the federal government's going to put into this over the next uh, several years. Mm-hmm. And what it does is the the, the law um, opens access to health care for veterans who normally would not be eligible for it um, if those veterans served in areas where there were burn pits. This goes back to the whole burn pit issue. Um, so veterans who served in Afghanistan and Iraq, um, often would come back and be exposed to all these toxins but they would not be eligible for health care because or free health care from the va because they didn't serve long enough they don't have they didn't have any service connected conditions they couldn't show that they had uh, conditions that were related to this toxic exposure and so they were really cut out and it's been going on for years and what this bill does is it makes it provides VA health care to veterans who serve post-9-11 in any of those areas, uh, free health care. So it's going to affect 3.5 million veterans who are going to have access to health care once this bill comes, uh, becomes law in the next um, couple of weeks. That's one huge uh, change that um, is, is um, that out of this particular uh, law. There's others as well that I'm going to talk about. But that's one that's really significant. Um, wow. Well. The other thing it does is this law adds 23 new conditions that, that are presumed to have been caused by toxic toxic exposure, um, including multiple ty- types of cancer and um, respiratory diseases. Uh, so now, if a veteran served in Afghanistan or Iraq or some other areas where there's known burn pits, um, and they get one of those conditions, they don't have to show that it was caused by anything. It's just it's presumed. So that's a huge deal as well. Um, uh, so that's a, for veterans who are filing for disability compensation, uh, who have cancer or respiratory diseases in the past. And I've had many of them where their claims are denied because they can't show exactly what's required. It's going to be presumed. So that's, that makes it much easier in, uh, getting compensated for those types of injuries. So that's, that's another area as well. So, um, there's more I want to talk about. I get so excited about it. But I want to see um, what you all thought about it and if you had any questions about just those two major parts of this of this legislation, which has well, come into effect shortly.
0: I think this is phenomenal. Um, it is. You know, because mm. we, we've been asking people to join us at, um, you know, America's Hills Group. We are now, you know, live on Facebook and YouTube. And so the message is going out even further and further. We're like in 46 countries now (laughs) where, you know, we're all across the country uh, right now in the United States. So I'm hoping that your message gets out to everyone that they need to be looking at this act as it's it's becoming forward. And and it's important, I would imagine, you know, uh, one of the things that happens, I know, about asbestos is it takes 20 to 30 years as a latency period. So sometimes people think, well, you know, I don't have cancer, you know, uh, and they, you know, have been exposed to burn pits. But it, seems, it sounds like there's a necessity for people to go ahead and to make sure that if they file or at least make some kind of affirmative statement that they have been exposed at some point.
1: That's absolutely right. So there is a process where if you, uh, you can register with the VA even now, even if you don't have one of the uh, conditions that's uh, connected to uh, burn pit exposure or to toxin exposure, but you can go ahead and, and register that you qualify um, if you develop um, any of these diseases. So you're already on the books, and then it just makes it so much easier when you, it, unfortunately, if you did have some kind of uh, problem, also, um, just for uh, you know, registering with the VA um, uh, on this toxic exposure uh, registry they have. Also, I, it makes it easier when you're applying, saying I, I'm eligible for VA healthcare because I deployed to Iraq or Afghanistan or or some other location. Uh, it's really important in that regard. Also, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it, this is a really huge deal. The third part, which uh, of this legislation, which is is really. Um, phenomenal is, and this goes back to Vietnam, so uh, there are many veterans who served in areas outside of Vietnam who were exposed to Agent Orange, but they really have been um, prohibited for uh, getting disability compensation for uh, conditions that are presumed to have been caused by Agent Orange exposure, like cancers and heart conditions and all kinds of other things, um, really terrible diseases. This legislation... And and I've had many uh, veterans I represented who served in those areas, particularly Thailand, um, who then developed, let's say, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and they would fight and fight and fight to try and get the the VA to uh, service-connect their condition. And It was very difficult because you had to show that the veterans served in the perimeter of a base, et cetera, et cetera. This law just says flat out, if you serve in those locations and you have one of the Agent Orange Orange diseases, then it's going to be service-connected. So for veterans who've been fighting this thing for decades, it finally is going to to be here where they don't have to, where they actually are going to get their conditions service-connected and get the treatment and the compensation that they deserve. That's the third part of it that's really amazing. Well,
0: fantastic. Um, That's really a a very important uh, benefit uh, so you don't really have to go through the same hoops or the the same kind of proof um, trail in order to, uh, established that you actually have been exposed when you have. <laughs> so this, this is that's exactly right yeah, That's
1: yeah. exactly right and I, I had I had veterans where I would you know I would research and research and try and show that they served on this particular base and these often these bases were you know they weren't well documented. Uh, they were w- with uh, you know uh, the um, the Thailand army or whatever but they showed that they serve at this base. And they did this particular thing at the base, and they used Agent Orange at the base in this manner. You don't have to show any of that anymore, so it just makes it so much easier. It's, it, sadly, it's very late in the game, but still, it's, at least it's happening You know, uh, for those veterans who've been fighting this for such a long time.
0: Yeah, and what what about family members? So, what if someone already Mm -hmm. has this uh, condition? They already have cancer. You know, I've I've treated patients before, and if if they've had stage four cancer, sometimes it's very debilitating. So, it's almost impossible for them to fight for themselves. um, That they, you know, they have to sort of rely on family members. So, can the spouses of these uh, members or their children aid them in, uh, you know, trying to get things established if they're really sick?
1: Oh, absolutely! They can uh, assist in in filing the claims and pushing them forward, or working with a, a veteran service officer, or with the attorney um, if it's if you're really in an in an appeal situation. Um, mm-hmm. uh, attorney like myself um, yes. and other attorneys to do this type of law. But also, um, this is really really significant. Is so the let, let's say you have a a spouse um, who is married to a veteran, the veteran passes away um, from Asian orange exposure uh, and they served in Thailand. Um, it, it, you can show that now much more easily and that the widow or the widower um, becomes eligible, can now get uh, what's called a DIC, basically get a pension for the rest of their lives if they can show that the veteran, now they'll be able to show much more easily that the veteran died of a service-connected condition. You know, oh. they died of cancer, or they died of neuropathy, or or a heart condition that's related to Agent Orange exposure. So, it really is a huge thing for those uh, family members to be able to get compensation because they're uh, the veteran died of a, a condition caused by their service.
0: Oh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that is just uh, absolutely beautiful because so many of these spouses, you know, they um, don't, you know, maybe that. Veteran was the primary be- breadwinner for the family, and they're trying to get by on uh, whatever income they have. And this veteran lost their life; maybe they were the, the, you know, sole, you know, sole breadwinner for the entire family. And so there, there is some um, some recourse for them to, you know, stabilize their life. And uh, tr- you know, tr- uh, you know, t- even though their service member, their spouse, or their, uh, you know, parent died for the country. Uh, uh you know we always uh, assume that it's due to you know direct gunfire or taking incoming you know from an enemy but this is actually uh along the same lines where you're putting your life on the line for your country and as a result you die <laughs> from your service yeah yeah because you that's absolutely right yeah yeah you wouldn't yeah. be there at and while. you
1: I, yeah, and you're right i mean it doesn't often show up immediately particularly like if you mm-hmm. if you're exposed to agent orange Cliff, I'm sure you're you know you're aware of many Vietnam veterans who didn't develop conditions until much much later in their life, uh, re- but it was related to Agent Orange exposure. Right. Um, so, uh, this the, the particular veteran that this this uh, act is named after served in Kosovo and then in Iraq, but he didn't he didn't die until 2020. Uh, so it was a very long process for him, but he was exposed to all these toxins um, during that time. So. It is. It does take a long time sometimes for these conditions to show up. So, so this act is really um, a, a big deal. So, um, I have lots more to talk about. So, if you guys want to, oh sure, yeah, if you have other, uh, <laughs> yeah, go on. we have seven, yeah. uh, eight minutes for you.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, so you know, I, I guess I'm kind of like a veteran law dork because it, it excites me to, to talk mm-hmm. about things that are happening uh, in the law that for the most part, help veterans. Sometimes there's, you know, there are negative decisions, um, okay. and there's one that came out recently from the Supreme Court that we could talk about. But one area that really is a development um, that is part of a, of a, I guess, a trend. You know, you and all, we've talked previously about there's this huge number of veterans, post 9-11 in particular, who were discharged um, and received other than honorable discharges, And they um, came out of service with either traumatic brain injury or PTSD. And so they got in trouble in in service after deploying um, and then got the boot uh, and don't get any VA benefits, can't get health care, they get nothing. Um, And so there were these class actions that were filed with the Army and the Navy and Marine Corps to force the boards that consider discharge upgrades to really apply the the law uh, and the regulations about um with veterans who have those conditions that those those things need to be taken into account and assessing whether to to upgrade their discharges so there were class actions that were filed by the in the army navy and marine corps uh, which forced those boards to have to reconsider thousands and thousands of cases because they didn't do it properly well Thing I have many clients um, at Veteran Advocacy Project who are going through that reconsideration process now, so they're getting another shot at it. Well, the good news, um, in my view, is there is a class action that now has been filed with the Air Force. The name of the case is Johnson versus Kendall, um, and it looks like to me that it's going to follow the same path that the other cases followed, which is that the that the service, the Air Force, in this case, is going to settle and agree to reconsider these cases um, of veterans with PTSD and TBI to see whether or not they applied the rules properly and whether or not they should be given an upgrade so, so, as I said, these veterans can get the VA care, get the disability compensation. Um, You know, among that population, the suicide rate um, is just uh, astronomical of that particular group of post-9-11 veterans who got, got that negative discharge. So that's a big development. Also, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where you're, we're going to see a lot of, uh, I think, positive things for Air Force veterans in this situation.
0: Mm-hmm. What else? What else so do you so, think? Oh, yeah.
1: okay. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. I got more. So, yeah, I know um, you have. Yeah, uh, yeah along mm-hmm. those lines, um, uh, the well, I guess. I'd, not to be the bearer of bad news, but we're just, since we're talking about the law, this was a little bit surprising to me. Uh, the Supreme Court took up a case, um, uh, Lynch, uh, I'm sorry, George versus McDonough. Uh, and the issue in the case was if the VA decides a case against the veteran, saying, we're not going to grant you disability compensation uh, because of this regulation, and then that regulation is later found to be invalid. Uh, which happens because the regulation wasn't properly passed, doesn't follow congressional intent. Um, Can a veteran go back and refile and say, well, now you should reconsider my case because that regulation was invalid? You would think, I mean, just from a sort of the way we look at veterans, you'd think that the Supreme Court would say, well, of course, you can go back and and refile and and have it considered. Uh, But the Supreme Court actually came uh, back and said, no, you can't do that. So that was a really disappointing decision for veterans uh, advocates um and it was big news among the in the veteran law world that that, that decision came out so that was that was a negative thing uh, that occurred um that was george versus mcdonough just recently came out um i think people were really hoping for a different decision in that case because it's not an uncommon uh scenario where these regulations are found to be invalid. so that was that was a bummer um yeah. So I guess as a lawyer, I have to talk about the good things, the bad things. That was a bad thing. But, yeah, um, sounds, it sounds that, bad. You
0: know, it doesn't sound like a logical decision because um, if you were depending on a law or a regulation or a policy that said you cannot and uh, it was being put forward by the federal government and you were following that and then later on you find out that what they told you was wrong <laughs> – and, yes. and it doesn't make yeah. any sense. I mean, so, it, I, you know, my Supreme Court's not on my really great list uh, this year <laughs> 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 for all the things that they've been deciding. <laughs> but this right. is just right. absolutely abominable. Uh, I mean, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Right. <laughs> well,
1: and you know what? You know what? And it leads into another, another decision that just came out, which this is what seems to me to be at odds. If you just take a step back and look at it, because under the VA, under the law, under law by Congress, claims by veterans mm-hmm. um the veteran is supposed to be given the benefit of the doubt that is a that's written in the law that's the way that, that's like the most fundamental precept um uh in va disability cases that that's what's supposed to happen and in, the, in one case in the federal circuit which just came out recently also the court said absolutely you're supposed to give the, the va or the, or the veteran the benefit of the doubt and we are reaffirming that as being a fundamental principle in these cases, at the same time, you then have the Supreme Court saying, "Sorry, you know, this is we're going to view these regulations very, very narrowly, and we're going to find against the veteran." So you're really not giving the veteran the benefit of the doubt at all. So that's what what is to me was um, a little shocking that that was the decision. Um, and there's, you know, there are legally you could see, a lot, you know, how they could come up with the decision, but just from the broader policy that the VA is designed to uh, and was founded on the idea that they're supposed to be giving veterans uh, assistance. And the benefit of that, that's what, that was what was very disappointing about it.
0: Well, thank you so much for we, we just ran out of time, but yeah. we're going to have you back because I, I love the magic bag you bring with you with the laws. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of good issues you brought up, and I, yeah, I, I'm I really encouraged by the positives. You know, you're going to have some negatives that are going, but it's because of advocates like you, um, people who are in the legal profession who are doing the work, the advocates, that these laws are being actually seriously taken. And taken to the, the, the correct courts, the federal courts, the state courts, and even you know the Supreme Court, so without people like you, we would be lost so I, I just well, thank uh, co- you. I want to commend you for what you do as an attorney for our uh, people you know also why don't you give your uh, telephone number really quickly or your your, your um, contact information if people want your legal service Sure so the
1: best way to reach me is uh, at my email, which hmm. is B Philbert at veteranadvocacy.org so mm-hmm. B and then my last name Filbert F-I-L-B-E-R-T at veteranadvocacy.org always happy to answer questions it's great seeing you guys great talking to you
0: oh same here you Very much so. we appreciate you okay stay with us stay All with right. us America's Heroes Group is going to be back for another round and uh, we are going to have uh, Brent back at some point so stick around mm-hmm. and uh, we will be back in a moment